sports. They say numbers never lie, but odds are they do. Sam Steinmeier, Brady Archer, and host Andrew Botwinick are about to go against the grain this week as we make our day-to-day picks. All views and opinions expressed in today's show do not reflect KZLX or Northwest Missouri State University. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. Everybody get Welcome back to Day-to-Day Picks. Andrew Botwinick, Sam Steinmeier. We mentioned before the break, we kind of teased into this one. with We talked college basketball. We talked the NBA world. Now we're moving into a league that almost didn't happen because of the CBA contract, the NFL. And that would have been, that would have been something, Sam, because we really wouldn't have had anything. Because I know now, with all this stuff in the offseason for the NFL, everybody is getting up to date. And I think that's where the majority of sports fans have kind of hit right there just into that niche of just everything that's going on with rumors and circulations and the nfl is really the only sporting world where it's impacted still but it's still going on yeah you don't really have anything being postponed besides the nfl draft i mean obviously free agency and all that is not going to get postponed because of the coronavirus so you know we still have all these deals and uh you know contracts coming out the trades and so it's it's been nice to have a little bit of sports normalcy with all this stuff going on. Well, and that, and we'll start with some of the news. We won't really start with the biggest name, but we'll start with the most recent name. Literally just during the break, uh, the Rams were looking to deal Todd Gurley, try and get something out of him. There were a lot of rumors this whole week about him and, and the Rams moving forward. He had the knee problems. He wasn't healthy this whole season. I know last season – uh, C.J. Anderson took the bulk of, of running and rushing yards with the with the Rams. Wasn't but it Malcolm Brown? Malcolm Brown kind of did this year as well, yeah, too. This Okay, so C.J. Anderson was last, last year. Yeah. I guess technically two, two years, years ago. Two years ago. Cause now, because... Yeah, C.J. Anderson yeah, did not play with the Rams last, mm-hmm. last year. So, yeah, it's crazy. Um, I know Todd Gurley had the knee problems, but you figured the Rams were fully committed to getting him healthy 100%, uh, you know, still playing him. But now... I guess they like what they see in Malcolm Brown and, you know, are willing to give up Todd Gurley, who was, you know, before all these knee problems came around, was probably one of the top running backs in the NFL. I don't know about best, but one of the top one, top three, probably. And the Rams initially looking to trade Todd Gurley uh, during the free agent period. Now they are not. They're looking to release him. And, in fact, they have released Todd Gurley already. They are cutting him. And they're expected to pay an additional $10.5 million to Todd Gurley this season. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes moving forward. I know there are some interesting spots, and I have a, have a good place in mind already where he's going to try and go to first. And it involves around the biggest name in all of free agency this year, Tom Brady. He has left New England. He is officially, I guess, I don't know if it's official yet, but I, everything's pretty much already lined up, set cold in stone. Tom Brady will be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer this season. He is moving down south with Bruce Arian, the quarterback whisperer, and he's going to have a, I don't think he'll have to whisper too often to Tom Brady. 
I don't think so either. It's crazy how we're going to see, uh, you know, you see all the photoshops and by all the major sports news outlets on Twitter and stuff and all these, you know, showing Tom Brady in a Buccaneer jersey. And it's it's so weird to see. It's so weird to look at that he's not going to be in a New England Patriots uniform. And it's so, uh, you know, you see all the videos of all these, you know, New England fans who are so upset and, you know, guaranteed Tom Brady wasn't going to leave. Well, Brady's left and now he's going to Tampa Bay of all places. Maybe maybe he'll take some games in at the trot, maybe, if there's ever games there. Yeah, exactly. And the, the, the core that Tom Brady is about to step into is unlike anything he's had in New England the past couple of years. He's had some good cores in New England with Randy Moss, obviously, and Wes Welker, Julian Edelman being one of the few outliers from Gronkowski. this season that were actually good. Gronkowski as well. But, but this year he'll have Mike Evans, he'll have Chris Godwin, he'll have O.J. Howard, he'll have a lot. O.J. Howard, you know, everyone talks about Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. O.J. Howard's kind of gone over everyone's head. He is a Gronk-type tight end who's good. Like, coming out of the draft, coming out of Alabama, you know, obviously I didn't have the show, but I was thinking, you know, O.J. Howard could be good. And, you know, he hasn't really shown it on the field, but it could be in part to his quarterback, too. He's had some – he had some games last year where he really sparked productivity-wise, and I think that now with Tom Brady, he's going to get a lot more looks, especially with how they utilize tight ends. And that's where I think Todd Gurley comes into the mix, potentially, where – I think that Tom Brady and, and, and the Buccaneers might be Todd Gurley's first call. He might call them first just because their running back-wise in Tampa is not great. Peyton Barber is, I they think, their Peyton starter. Barber, and they have some other name that I can't remember, but though they're not the greatest. I, I think they only had two games this season where the rushers ran for over 100 yards um, yeah, Ronald, individually. Ronald Jones, I That's think what is, it is, yeah, Ronald is, Jones. And But... So I think, you know, the, obviously their weak point is the running back. And, uh, you know, if they ha- had a strong running back this past year, they might have made the playoffs. Jameis Winston was playing, you know, he was throwing a lot of interceptions, but he was also throwing a lot of touchdowns. So they, they went 8-8 eight and eight with a quarterback who went 30-for-30. 30 30, and Tom Brady's not going to go 30-for-30. 30 30. He is precise with where he throws it. He's not going to throw a lot of interceptions. Uh, so I think, you know, the Buccaneers – I don't know if it's going to be tough to beat the Saints in that division, but you, I think they're in a prime spot to get a, one of the many wild card spots that are now in play. Well, yeah, and with the CBA, they're most likely going to get into the playoffs 100% just because of the extra team added on both sides. And that division, though, will be the hardest division to win just because you mentioned you had Tampa Bay, you have the Saints, Carolina Panthers who have Christian McCaffrey, and now Teddy Bridgewater, and then... You still have the Falcons. I know, obviously, they're not as good as they were a couple of years ago, but Matt Ryan, Julio Jones is still there. Sadly, they just released Devontae Freeman a couple of days ago, but that's another name for a team that, Losing that could Austin make a way. Hooper as well. Hooper, yeah. So that division is going to be interesting to keep an eye on. There's a lot of moving pieces, and I think that division has had the most change, I would think. Yeah, with coaching changes and now player changes, uh Definitely a lot of moving parts in that division. It, you know, last year it was probably you know the tough one of the toughest divisions to you know play in, and now it's just going to be the same this year. It's not really one of the divisions that's cut and dry. And before we get into some of the other quarterback talk, because that's pretty much what has really been the most interesting. The Rams are not done after Todd Gurley. They released just now Clay Matthews as well. 
So Todd Gurley and Clay Matthews now on the on the outside looking in, just kind of players that were making that, especially Clay Matthews, a, a playoff push, come in, get a ring, leave. Now it looks like since they didn't make the playoffs, I think under the new CBA they would have been that last team in in the playoffs on the NFC side, but he'll probably most likely be looking for a new spot to land. And with the amount of money that he's probably going to ask, I'm not sure off the top of my head who would because I know there are plenty of teams that need linebackers, but teams like the Chiefs that really need linebackers, they're not going to be willing to pay Clay Matthews as much as I think he'll want. Yeah, Clay Matthews, I, in, you know, his age is kind of showing on the field. I, I don't think he should command the amount of money he he uh, is gonna. I think maybe he thinks that way just because of the name itself, Clay Matthews. You know, you think, oh, he's a great linebacker, but not really anymore because of you know, obviously with age, play deteriorates, and you know, not to say he was bad last year because by no means was he bad, but. Still, Clay Matthews, uh, you know, probably on the you know on the downward part of his career. Only a couple more years left in the league, and then he'll probably retire. So I think so too. And we'll take now a look at the outside. Some of the other quarterbacks that moved around. Philip Rivers went from the Chargers now to the Colts, and I think that that was one that a lot of people had pegged from a couple weeks ago. <clears throat> that was the most likely landing spot for him to go. I think Tampa Bay was one of the other spots that everybody kind of looked at, but with Tom Brady sliding in there, it kind of looked all but wrapped up for Phillip Rivers. That's what I thought. I thought Phillip Rivers was either going to retire or go to the Buccaneers because his move, he moved his family down to Florida from Los An- or excuse me, uh, San Diego. Never was in Los Angeles, but uh, I thought the Buccaneers are done because you know I didn't feel like he'd move away from his family, but now. Going to Indianapolis, playing with the Colts, I think that's a good spot for him, because you know they do have weapons still, and you know he 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 had weapons in Los Angeles with the Chargers, but um, you know you have a good coach in Frank Reich, and so that that seems like a good landing spot for him. I've been talking with one of the few residential Colts fans here on in Maryville at Northwest, Colton Imsweiler. and I was telling him it's kind of the same situation that the Chiefs were in for a couple of years. You've got other pieces that are moving around, teams are, are you're getting more pieces. You've got the running back. You've got some of the wide receivers, T.Y. Hilton. You've got the tight end and uh, the guy. Eric that, Ebron. Yeah, Ebron. I can't. I couldn't remember his the name. Breakout, I remember breakout year last year. He, so. he did really well, and, and he was playing really well with the Lions beforehand, but now he's with the Colts. He's playing well. You've got some great players on defense. You make even bigger trade to get DeForest Buckner just a couple of days. I think that was after Phillip Rivers went there, but you've got the pieces now. You've got kind of the same situation that the Chiefs were in. You've got some of the younger guys that fit well. The only question mark at the time, and this was the Chiefs from a couple years ago, you've got the Alex Smith at quarterback in in Phillip Rivers. You've got a guy that can get you far, but I don't know if that's enough to get to the Super Bowl and to win the Super Bowl. And now the Colts are just looking for that next guy up. And I think it's the same situation that the Chiefs were in because you look at some of the quarterbacks that are coming in the next couple years, Trevor Lawrence, uh, I almost said Dwayne Haskins. He's it's the guy that it's his Justin oh, Fields. Justin Fields. Justin yeah. Fields, his successor at Ohio State. You've got some of those guys that are playing well. You've you can potentially bring one of those guys in as a younger guy that could bridge that gap. It's it's almost like Philip Rivers is just there, kind of waiting. He's good enough to get you to the playoffs. He's good enough to get you to a, potentially a conference championship, but I don't know if he's good enough to make it to the Super Bowl and to win the Super Bowl just because 
Philip Rivers is getting up there in age. He's not as lethal as he was. He's not as mobile. I think that was something that stood out with Alex Smith is even though he was a really good pocket passer, from time to time he could get outside of the pocket and he can make some plays on his with his legs. Not all the time. He's not going to be Lamar Jackson by any means, but he can pick up a 10-yard mm-hmm. scramble if he's left wide open. Yeah, Alex Smith, and when he when Alex Smith came to Kansas City, he was a lot young. I feel like he's a lot younger than Philip Rivers is now. Oh yeah. So there is that. Uh, Philip Rivers doesn't have the same time amount of time that Alex Smith had in Kansas City. I think only two, maybe two years max, is what Rivers is going to have in Indianapolis before that next guy comes in, whether it's someone through the draft or Jacoby Brissett. Uh, so be interesting to see, but definitely Philip Rivers is. You know, he, he had some troubles last year. Maybe he can fix that, be good enough to get the Colts to the playoffs. They definitely have the defense for it. They definitely have the weapons. Now they just need Phillip Rivers to play well. And they were able to trade the day after that they got Phillip Rivers. They trade that first-round 13th overall pick, who everybody thought was pegged to be Jordan Love. The Colts trade that pick to the 49ers to get Eric Arm or not Eric Armstead, DeForest Buckner. I don't know why I had Armstead in there. I had it wrong on the rundown just because they have so many good defensive linemen there in San Francisco. But they really do. DeForest Buckner, the guy that was traded to Indianapolis, I think that's a good move. You get the quarterback that you want for the time being. You trade it away. You get someone else that's good. You don't really need that 13th overall pick to get another quarterback to sit behind both Phillip Rivers and Jacoby Brissett because you still have Brissett. Yeah, and I, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what the 49ers do with that pick because they don't need a quarterback. They have Jimmy Garoppolo. So whether they maybe even try to move that pick and try to you know get another good player in there. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see because you know Jimmy Garoppolo isn't isn't going anywhere. I know there was rumors of Tom Brady wanting to go to San Francisco, but that was kind of snuffed out uh, at the beginning of free agency. So you know I'd look to see maybe 49ers move that pick. I think they would. They're, the 49ers are an interesting spot now. Unless they try to find someone to replace DeForest Buckner or someone like that. And, and I don't even think they would do that because, really, there's not a whole lot of defensive line talent aside from the first couple of guys off the draft board. There are some good ones at the top, but outside of those couple of guys, it's not a, it's not an in-depth draft. And even at 13, the, t- the guys that are at the top are probably going to get picked before them. If anything, they, they might try and package a deal – later on to, to try and get something but the 49ers they're right there obviously they made it to the Super Bowl they gave the Chiefs a run for their money at the beginning of that game and just kind of crumbled there towards the end they're really they don't need any there's not an outstanding piece that they're saying this is what separates the 49ers from winning a Super Bowl there's nothing that's really like that so they're probably just trying to get the best bang for their buck essentially so that's kind of what's going on with the Colts as well. Another quarterback that's getting on, well, before we get into the other big trade, Marcus Mariota signed with the Raiders. He will probably be the backup to Brandon, or not Brandon Carr, Derek Carr. But it'll be interesting to see what Gruden decides to do with Mariota because there's a lot of times where I could see Carr having a struggling game and Mariota just gets thrown in. Yeah, uh, it seemed like more last year than anything that Derek Carr and Gruden kind of bumped heads. And, you know, Gruden, when he first came in, said, I love Derek Carr, love uh, he's my quarterback. But now it's, it's looking like if he has another bad season like he had last year, you know, throw in Marcus Mariota there. He can, He's a guy who can run. With Josh Jacobs at the running back, you could see maybe they go to, I know it's a West Coast-style offense, John Gruden, but maybe he's trying to throw some, you know, read option type stuff in there and, you know, work with Josh Jacobs and um you know also 
you know, they got two tight end, probably going to have two tight end sets now as Jason Witten has joined the uh, Las Vegas Raiders now, nearly said Oakland. Uh, I think I might have. <laughs> as uh, now he joins Darren Waller in that, uh, I think that's his name. Uh, Waller, yeah. Waller, uh, as he goes into that tight end room now, and that's that, that's good for Darren Waller to have, uh, to learn from probably, you know, one of the best tight ends in NFL history is because he was he had a great year last year. He had a really good year, mm-hmm. and now he's just going to get better by learning from one of the greats. So I think that was a very good pickup for the Raiders. I and I you and I think it was you and I that talked about this as well. Just the Raiders are probably going to utilize two tight ends, like you said, <clears throat> and just having that veteran presence. Even if he doesn't play much, Witten, he's still able to be there, help Waller with his route running, help him with blocking scheme potentially because. He could potentially Waller could be one of the the top tight ends in the league, and Definitely. I wholeheartedly think that there's a lot of bigger names, Kelsey, uh, Kittle being the top two in the league right now, Rudolph as well. So it, he's got a lot of waves to make to get up to there, compete with that level. But having Witten as a mentor isn't really going to set you too far back, and that's something to keep an eye on here. We're going to take a look now specifically at the AFC West here on KZLX LP Maryville, the West in terms of the AFC quarterbacks have kind of changed and shifted around. Obviously, the one that hasn't changed is Patrick Mahomes at the top of the AFC West. Derek Carr, we mentioned, with now Marcus Mariota backing him up. That's something to keep an eye on. Joe Flacco released earlier today from the Broncos. That probably put no surprise on anybody's faces. Drew Locke was already given the reins at the end of the season. He was going to be getting uh, the, the nod to start for the rest of this season as well. So that's almost all but solidifies Drew Locke being the starting quarterback for the Broncos this year. And then the last quarterback as of right now, Tyrod Taylor for the Los Angeles Chargers. They have said that they're going to keep Tyrod Taylor in that spot potentially, but I could also see the Chargers drafting a quarterback or or moving something around potentially to try and get someone else. But Tyrod Taylor kind of showed his worth in Buffalo a couple of years ago, but since then he played a half a season with the Browns and then was a backup this last season. Yeah, and you know, there's been a lot of you know who's that who the Chargers are going to go with is interesting because they have the weapons, they have a def- really good defense now with the moves they've made. Chris Harris Jr., Linval Joseph, and so now t- trying to find the quarterback for all those weapons because they still have Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, and they still have a lot of weapons on that offense, and so uh, maybe trying to. Yeah, I know there's been a lot of rumors around where Cam Newton is going to go. A lot of people thought Chicago. And then you mentioned before the show New England is make, make interested. I'm sure the Chargers would be interested. But, you know, they kind of have two holes right now is with – or I guess not. I forgot Austin Eckler. They said they don't have a hole at running back. I was going to mention Melvin Gordon. Is Melvin Gordon still hasn't signed, but <laughs> Austin Eckler has been given the money, and I think that that's – if I was the Chargers, that's the same move that I would make. Eckler proved himself in the first four games of the season last year, and for him to put up almost MVP-like numbers for a quarter of the season and then get benched for the rest of it, I would have liked to see what Eckler could have done there, and I think now we're going to get to see that. Outside of that, though, you mentioned all the weapons that they have on defensive side. You still have Derwin James. You still have Bosa. You still have Casey Hayward. You've got all these big-name players on defense. You've got Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry on offense, Austin Eckler still. The offense looks good. The defense looks good, too. It's just that quarterback. The, find the guy that can make the right plays. I mean, and Tyrod Taylor, 
in that offense is going to look a lot different than Phillip Rivers. Expect a lot more read option, uh, RPO type stuff. That's going to be something that's changed, and it's going to there's going to be a lot more different looks that this Chargers team is going to have moving forward. Definitely this year. Definitely, and, and you know if they Tyrod Taylor and somehow they get Cam Newton, definitely same cut, same type of quarterback. Just Newton's a little bit bigger, so. Yeah, it's going to be a very different Los Angeles Chargers offense. Uh, you know, you have a quarter, a mobile quarterback now who's, you know, maybe doesn't have the arm as Phillip Rivers, but has the wheels. And so, you know, that opens up a lot of avenues. And then outside of those names in the AFC West, we'll take a look now. We mentioned Teddy Bridgewater. He's now with the Carolina Panthers. Cam Newton's still under contract with the Panthers. They're looking to move him somewhere as well. Nick Foles, we mentioned, with the with the Chicago Bears. He is now, Nick Foles, been traded from the Jaguars to the Bears. He will probably be their starting quarterback, I would imagine. I don't know. I don't think that they'll I don't think they'll start Mitch Trubisky over Nick Foles. They seem pretty dead set on Mitch Trubisky. Chicago does. So I think Nick Foles is kind of a scenario where it's a Carson Wentz type where you have the young quarterback. He's, you know, Nick Foles is going to be there if he gets injured. But I think Chicago is dead set on Mitch Trubisky. And we'll see what happens with that. I think you could be right. But Chicago is kind of in that weird spot where either one of those guys could start and produce almost the same season. There's yeah, not really a really. big difference. Or, you know, Nick Foles could go Philadelphia mode and, you know, get, get him to a Super Bowl. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? But it'll be interesting to see moving forward. They still have Khalil Mack. They still have a good defense. They're still poised defensively. They just need that offensive spark. That offense looks a little bit dry. They need to boost it up a little bit, which leaves Gardner Minshew in Jacksonville, the starter that all the fans wanted. I don't think he's ready for it yet, but the fans think he is, and and I think that's where where, uh, Sean Codd wants to go. Yeah, and Minshew Mania is going to run wild in Jacksonville unless – I don't know where what pick they have, but unless they want to get another quarterback. Uh, but it seems like they're dead set on Gardner Minshew. I don't know if he can be a great quarterback in the NFL, in, in the NFL but we'll see. They still have Leonard Fournette. It's, it's going to be a rough year, I think, next year for the Jaguars. They don't have very many weapons. The, the defense is kind of all pitted out. Calais Campbell getting traded to the, to the Baltimore Ravens and then also Earlier last year, Jalen Ramsey and now A.J. Bouye also gone. So it's a very – I think the Jaguars has fallen from grace because, you know, just a couple of years ago they were in the AFC Championship. Now I think it's going to be a real struggle for them next year. I think they they definitely went into that rebuild mode. There really wasn't much. The sad thing is, is they went into rebuild mode after Blake Bortles left. So – not saying that was what was holding them together as the glue, but Blake Bortles, I don't know, man. Got him to an AFC <laughs> championship. Outside of that, though, the only other quarterback that I have pegged, you know, I guess there's two technically, just because he's more of a local guy, Chase Daniels signs with the Lions on a pretty decent-sized deal. He's probably one of the best-paid backups in the oh, league has ever seen. That's going to be a great job. It's. Just... I'm sure it has. I'm sure it is. He's kind of moved around from place to place. He won a ring. He's got one ring. With New Orleans, he's he's big living. He's big living out there in the NFL. And the only other name that we haven't seen a lot of that I think could get really dicey in the next couple of weeks is Taysom Hill. Came out a couple weeks ago and said that he wanted to get either the starting spot if Drew Brees didn't come back or to move somewhere else. And there's a couple of teams that still have a spot open. I think the, the only thing that I wouldn't want to see, and this is a long shot of it happening, I don't want Taysom Hill with Bill Belichick. 
Neither do I. I don't want him anywhere near New England. But I think now that Teddy Bridgewater has moved on to Carolina, I think Taysom Hill's like, okay, I don't have any more competition. When Drew's ready, it's my it's my position. I think so, so too, and I, I think it, it'd be interesting <clears throat> to see what the Saints do with Taysom Hill. I don't think he leaves either, but at the same time, I think that if Sean Payton and, and, and well, the Bill owners Belichick get the— comes calling— with a good deal, they might take it, and that's not good. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think that if the right deal comes, they'll take it, and they'll worry about that in the next season or something if, if that is to happen because the Saints still have some time. I believe he, I believe Drew Brees signed a two-year deal. I think so. $25 million each each year, so it looks like he's still likely to, to be there for another year at least. So that'll be the only other quarterback that I think news has happened. I don't. I can't think of anybody else that – I know Kirk Cousins signed an extension, but that's yeah. not really noteworthy because he's he's still going to play terrible there. That Prescott got franchise tad. Um, you know, they gave him the thirty-three million dollar option, thirty-three million dollars per year. He didn't take it. He thinks he's worth forty million, so they gave him the tag. That he's uh, still getting quite a good bit amount of money on the tag, but still, he doesn't. That Prescott probably doesn't like that, and so now this year is going to be. The audi- one, the audition year for Mike McCarthy, and two, the year where he proves that he's a $40 million quarterback. I personally don't think he is. I think he should have took the $33 million. I think that's, you know, a fair deal, but apparently he didn't. So, <clears throat> and then also Dallas signing Amari Cooper for probably, you know, the better half of his career, five years, $100 million. So, a getting... Amari Cooper locked up, and now there's also some, been some rumblings of you know a potential Emmanuel Sanders deal, and there's also been a lot of Des Bryant rumors, but those are just rumors for now. But as of all the Dallas Cowboys stuff, that's really about it. And I think that that's the Amari Cooper thing is a is a pretty good deal. It fits everybody about what they wanted. That's kind of what he wants. That's kind of what the rest of the team wants moving forward. Mm-hmm. That's a good deal and on, he did on both say sides. That, you know, he did say you know, he wants to be a Cowboy for life. He did he did field offers. I think the Packers gave him an offer. I think the Redskins gave him an offer. And I think the Eagles gave him an offer. Uh, but he decided to turn all that down and come back with the Cowboys, which makes me and uh, Austin and Nolan pretty happy. <laughs> Yeah, I think moving forward, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Dak Prescott, but I think he does stay. It would be stupid for them not to try and figure something out, and I think, I think you know, all of the holding out will eventually come down to to clear out. Yeah, I think that they definitely will You know, come to a deal. Just maybe you know, Dak Prescott probably is going to get close to the $40 million range. They've already tried to reason with him and, you know, give him a, a a sizable deal but below what he thinks he's worth he you know decided to go against it so he's coming back on the franchise tag and you know has a year to improve his stock and moving a little bit on the other side still in that texas area though we saw another huge deal the, get done i, I think kind this of the first one that started it everything. Was, and this is i think i believe this is the biggest deal probably of the whole offseason in terms of trade but the Texans trade away DeAndre Hopkins to the Cardinals for David Johnson. Other than that, though, the Houston Texans also, along with David Johnson, get a 2020 second-round pick and a 2021 fourth-round pick. The Cardinals get uh, DeAndre Hopkins as well as a 2020 fourth-round pick. ESPN, this is what I think is kind of funny with the, with the way that the Texans have been going. The Cardinals on this grade, ESPN grades them out at getting a B+, the Texans an F. 
I mean, I think that's pretty pretty accurate because they gave him away for some table scraps. David Johnson, not the running back he used to be, a second and a fourth. You don't even get a first-round pick for the best wide receiver in the NFL. That's really tough. And now Kyler Murray's got a lot of weapons now. He's got Kenyon Drake, who's a good back. He, he played great in the in the few weeks that he was there last year. You know, And you have DeAndre Hopkins, who doesn't really need a lot of mentoring, but... You have Larry Fitzgerald there to kind of guide him along, make sure he doesn't do anything stupid, which he hasn't done in his career so far. I don't think he'll start now, but it really that really helps out Kyler Murray a lot. And and it was the day after I believe that the the Cardinals gave Kenyon Drake the the transition tag or the franchise tag, whatever kind of tag it was. That was like the, the day after, so it was kind of like once that happened, everybody kind of kept an eye and they were like, oh. This is something that's serious. They're going to probably move one of them because that was what it was at the deadline. They traded to get Kenyon Drake from the Dolphins, and everybody was kind of like, ooh, with David Johnson there, how's that going to work? And now they have DeAndre Hopkins, and I think Larry Fitzgerald, DeAndre Hopkins, as well as um, oh, I'm blanking on the other oh, guy, yeah. Andy the, Isabella. Andy, Andy Isabella is a younger also, guy, a second-year player. He's going to be pretty well in that offense. Um, also the one from Tetsa and m can't think of his name. We'll figure it out here. Yeah. That's what we have Google for. <laughs> I can't. I can't remember his name either. But you're gonna say it, and I'm gonna know immediately. Yeah. Christian Kirk. Christian That's Kirk. It. Yeah, Christian he's Kirk. another another speedy guy. Him and Isabella both. But the Cardinals look to be potentially making some moves. It's just interesting because that division already has the San Francisco 49ers, the Seattle Seahawks, and then the Los Angeles Rams. So. We'll see what happens with that division Rams, as well. The Rams kind of clearing house, though, and so it seems like maybe going into a small rebuild. So maybe the, the Cardinals can jump then because they they showed in the latter half of the year that they they're a good de- they were not a terrible team at all last year. They they were just maybe a little rusty because, you know, the rookie quarterback, they didn't have a very good offensive line, which now in the draft they'll probably get that good offensive lineman to anchor that line going forward, they have a good running back now, two good wide receivers. So they're set up, and I think it's really mainly the defense that's got to step up. And I think for the Rams, as much as I gave them last year for not making the playoffs and how I pegged that the team was going to be good but not <clears throat> good enough, I don't think they're in a rebuild mode. They cut Gurley, yes. He didn't really get a whole lot of productivity last year. They moved in a different way with Malcolm Brown. Clay Matthews was hurt for the majority of the season. He really didn't play well. It's kind of just... The Rams are doing what I think is essentially trimming the fat. They're just kind of cutting some pieces off that don't really fit too well, clearing up some money while paying some money of the way as well. But they really haven't made any adjustments. Aaron Donald's still there. They still have Jared Goff. They still have all of the wide receivers, Cooper Cup. They still have potential for that. So this is a team that it's a tough division, and I don't think they'll make the playoffs again even with this new CBA deal, I think they're still on the outside looking in on the NFC side, but it'll be interesting to see moving forward what does happen with this Rams team. Yeah, the Rams defense did take a little bit of a hit. Dante Fowler uh, decided to go to Atlanta, so they did lose one piece, but you know they still have Aaron Donald. They still have a lot of good pieces on that defense, so not too worried about that. Uh, so. I don't know about not. It's going to be really tough to not make the playoffs now. Um, you know, if they are one of the better teams in the NFC West, so we'll be interesting to see how that division shapes out because it's it's definitely going to be a lot more competitive now with DeAndre Hopkins going to Arizona. 
And the only other big deal mm-hmm. that I can think of outside of those ones that we've mentioned, Stephon Diggs. He is now a Buffalo Bill. That was something that was kind of brought to attention of, of NFL and football fans when Kirk Cousins signed his extension. He was very Diggs was very upset earlier this year with the amount of targets or little of targets I guess he was receiving um, with everything that was going on. That to be fair, they do have they do have Rudolph. They do have Thielen. They've got plenty of other but names I think, to get in there. I don't think he was upset about that. I don't, not, receptions going to other receivers. I think he was a little upset about the amount of times they're giving the ball to Dalvin Cook, whether it's through the air or on the ground. They weren't during the first part of the year. They weren't doing much with with the throwing game. So I think that's what got him upset. Now he's got a quarterback with a big arm, but does have um, some accuracy issues. But Josh Allen still he, he can throw the ball deep, and Stephon Diggs is a deep ball threat, so I think it's a great fit. And, yeah, with, I think now that offense in Buffalo looks all right. This looks, is a team that with Frank I mean, Gore, Father Time, <laughs> behind the behind the quarterback in there, that team already made the playoffs. And, and yeah. now without Brady, I think it's their division to lose. Probably now, and now you have a, number, a clear-cut number one wide receiver. That's no discredit to John Brown. John Brown was great last year. He's just not really that wide receiver one. Type. He's still young, I think, too. He's still young, and you know he's been he's he's a good number two option. I think he's not really quite ready yet to go on that number one receiver. He had a great year last year, but now most of the opportunity is going to go to Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs is going to be the number one option, but that still clears up. Op- Everyone's going to be focusing on him. John Brown's still going to get open and get targets. So it'll be interesting to see what moves forward. I think that's just about everything i can't think of anything else that that kind of happened is right before uh, i think today darius slay to the eagles oh yes yes so now they uh step up that uh defensive you know secondary so darius slay you know when they when the lions brought in uh, i believe they brought someone in for that secondary you know he tweeted out good for him now i'm looking to get a trade so he got that trade and now uh, he's part of the Eagles, which I don't like because <laughs> because that's now he's probably going to be the one to guard Amari Cooper now. So Darius Slay, very a very good uh, defensive back, and that was something <clears> that <throat> Tyree Matthew on Twitter was saying that he really liked the way that Darius Slay was able to play man essentially ninety nine percent of the time and play it well. There there was really not very often times where he was getting beat. He looked really well, especially in that struggling Detroit Lions team. That was something to keep an eye on. Another thing that's happening in the NFL, Josh Gordon says that he is intending to play this year. Obviously, the CBA and all the stuff about the drug deals for marijuana are are kind of scrapped off the table. Josh Gordon is intending to want to play this season. Some of the other notable free agents that are still available, Jadavian Clowney, that's a big-name guy. Robbie Anderson for the Jets, that's something to keep an eye on. Jason Peters, Jameis Winston, the, I think he's the only other quarterback that's a big-name guy. Uh, Everson Griffin, Emmanuel Sanders, Logan Ryan, Eric Ebron. We mentioned him with the Colts. He's still technically a free agent. I believe he'll sign back, though. That's just something Especially to keep an eye on. Especially with Rivers coming, coming to the team now. I would hope so. I would hope, he's, I would hope he wants to come back to, to play with that. Desmond Trufant was the name you were looking for earlier with the other safety in Detroit. He was yeah, a guy that signed yeah, earlier. Desmond Trufant. Uh, Carl Joseph signed with the Browns. I was trying to think of his name. I'm trying to look at some of the other deals just to kind of look through. Bruce Irvin is back with Seattle. 
nothing really surprising there. Um, uh, I know the Bengals have kind of up their offensive line. They signed someone. Uh, I don't know where from, but I know they've signed a couple, one being a Suofile from the Cowboys. So they're kind of bolstering up their offensive line to get ready for Joe Burrow. One of the other big things we haven't really talked on, Jarrell Casey was traded for a seventh-round pick. That's crazy. So that's kind of just at the last second gets traded to the Broncos for dirt cheap. And, you know, we mentioned this earlier, Clay's Campbell gone from the Jaguars to the Ravens. That was only for what, a fifth-round pick. That is insane as well. A great defensive lineman like Clayus Campbell going for really nothing. And the last thing here before we take a break, something to keep an eye on here now in the NFL, Sean Payton. We mentioned him earlier in the Saints. He has tested positive for the coronavirus, active as of now. He's the first player in the NFL to test positive for that. So we'll keep an eye on that, see if that transitions anywhere into the NFL. This is that just seems, now news breaking. I think that's the first one, the first person like involved in a professional athlete uh, or a professional sports league besides the NBA. That's positive. I think I want to say that's right. I have. I don't think. I can't verify that for sure, yeah, but I, I can't think of like any it. other name. I, I know for a fact, though, that he is the first coach in yeah. general. I haven't heard any other coach yeah. that has tested positive. I'm sure some other coach has and just doesn't know it yet or something like that. But yeah. Sean Payton is the first coach in the or first player in the or person in the NFL, rather, even to, to test positive for the coronavirus. So that's something to keep an eye on here. We're going to take a break here on Day to Day Picks. 